Welcome to episode one of the Revived uh, Stupid Prizes podcast. Um, I wanted to bring the show back because I I would be doing something throughout the day and I would think, like, I feel like people would benefit from this advice, even though it might not be the greatest advice ever. But also, I it's just something I wanted to do again. So I'm going to do it. And even if they suck and they're not that great, I don't care. Um, so I'm going to, I'm either going to stick with it long enough until I'm good at it, or I'm just going to stick with it and it's not going to get better and people just won't listen anymore and I won't care. But, um, I read a book called Discipline Equals Freedom and it's written by Jocko Willink, who is a former Navy SEAL. He has a, uh, he has a consulting company where, uh, he goes into businesses and he basically audits them and he's like, all right, what are you guys doing? Like, what can you do better? And what are the people within the organization saying? And how can I, as an outsider, try and provide a solution? So really cool work. Um, he has a really interesting podcast. Um, and it's, he has, really cool people on and he has a ton of cool experiences but I love the mess the overall message that he uh, gives which is you are responsible for your life like you you control what happens you dictate the terms you know and I when I first came across it it reminded me a lot of stoic philosophy which you know, the, the core of Stoic philosophy is like, you can't control what happens to you, but you can control how you react and you can control who you surround yourself with and what you like, you have your agency to do what you want. And, you know, if your life is hard and it sucks or whatever, like, yeah, everyone's life is hard. It, you know, to some degree compared to yours, but like that's a part of being alive is having hard things happen to you and being able to manage them. So it reminded me a lot of that. Um, Jocko Willink has written a lot of other books. This particular book that I read was the second book he's had published, I believe. Um, and yeah, it's a very good book. Discipline equals freedom. Um, so I wanted to come on and share my seven favorite, I don't know, they're not like, the book doesn't have chapters. He, it's broken up into two parts. There's part one, and that part is called thoughts, and then there's part two, which is called actions. So in part one, as you'll see, it's mostly the philosophy behind uh, what makes a successful, not necessarily a successful person, but what makes someone who is disciplined and who has control over like what goes on in their life and anyway um i feel like i'm losing track of where i'm trying to go with this but um uh, anyway and then part 2 is called actions and in part 2 it's a lot of information because part of what this guy does is like every day he wakes up at 4:45 because he's like, well, if I don't wake up early, I don't have time 
to do, like, I don't have time to work out or I don't have extra time to work on a project because when everyone else in his house is awake, they want to talk to him, they want to hang out with him, or he has to go to work. So he says, like, pre-dawn is the time to achieve things. That's why he gets up at 445. So in the in the book, it talks about that. And one of the things I thought reading that was, well, how, like, how does he have enough time in the day because if he starts his day two day two hours earlier like eventually he has to sleep somewhere and he works pretty late so he talks about like how to fall asleep faster things like that tips that will help you um and then he even has like a probably the most of the latter half of the book um especially of part two is um, like workout plans and it's cool because they're all I think the only thing that a lot of them require is like a box to step on like step up onto and then gymnastic rings and he has beginner and then intermediate and advanced so what I'm getting at is that this book makes it really really simple and it boils things down into a super easy concept because it's not complicated to, you know, like say, all right, I'm going to like, I'm going to work hard and I'm going to be successful. Like that's not a complicated thing to say, but people act like there's one mysterious thing and there's not, um, there's a lot of things. And what he, he has another book called extreme ownership. And so a lot of the, a lot of people will say like, okay, well, you're so extreme, like you don't have balance. And he points out a lot that there is a dichotomy to everything. So take everything with a grain of salt, but I would say 99% of the things in this book help you. So I wanted to come on, talk about my seven favorite, um, of like these mantras or I guess lessons in the book. And then maybe a little bit of like my thoughts on them, experience with applying them in my life. Um, and then hopefully I will be able to finish his other book. I don't want it to be like Jocko podcast, like Jocko book reading club podcast, but those are just the two books I have right now. Um, so if you have a suggestion, DM me or message me somehow. Uh, about what I should read, um, and I will try to read it as fast as I can, and then I'll talk about it, and maybe, you know, if you have also read it, I'll have you on the show, and we can talk about it together, so it'll be really fun. So, uh, the first one is, at the top of the page, it says in, like, big, bold, military font letters, it says happiness, so... Um, it says happiness. Where do you find happiness? Is it out there? This is the book. Um, is it out there waiting to be discovered under a rock out in the woods, buried in the desert? Where do you find it? Uh, you don't find happiness. You make it, you put forth the effort, you work for it. You take responsibility. You put yourself out there. You take the risk to achieve a worthy goal. And in that pursuit, if you pay attention if you look around, you will find happiness. And when I read that, it almost like gave me the chills because that 
I was in like eighth grade and I was working for my dad, um, doing some landscaping and he told me he was like happiness. It like comes from hard work. You, you are happy because you've worked hard. And he was like, if you work hard in your marriage, like to make things work and to be a good and to be a good partner and to be a good spouse and to be a good father, you will be happy. If you work hard at your job, you will be happy. If you work hard at the hobbies you have and the commitments you have, you will be happy. He was like, happiness comes from hard work. So there are definitely things that are like, there are universal truths. There are things that are like, yeah, that is, that is true when it's applied. And I think that this is definitely one of them. And it was just really weird because, you know, my dad had almost told me the, the exact same thing. And I wish I would have listened to my dad more um, because he was definitely right. And in high school, I didn't listen to him. And yeah, <laughs> it bit me in the butt. But anyway, um, so then moving on, number six is one called I Feel Fine. Um, and this one's cool because he talks about um, something that I know a little bit about. But anyway, so he says, During SEAL training, there's a lot of scuba diving. Scuba diving has inherent dangers. Scuba diving at night with equipment over long distances in and around harbors, ships, other man-made obstacles only increase those dangers. Uh, in the event of an emergency, we are trained to follow procedures, to proceed to the surface of the water in a certain way, to inflate our life jackets in a certain way, to signal for help in a certain way. And when they come, uh, and when you come to the surface, after having some kind of diving-related emergency, a medic or diving medical officer will ask you how you are feeling. The only acceptable response is, I feel fine. The roots of this statement come from the fact that the diver on the surface uh, may have had may have suffered from a diving emergency which means that they may have suffered some level of neurological damage uh, a quick way to check for immediate signs of this are seeing if they remember uh, a given phrase or proper response two seeing if they have the physiological agility and fine motor control to properly enunciate the F's, uh, which take more effort than other letters. So, it didn't really matter how you actually felt. Uh, you, could be, you could be freezing cold, exhausted, dehydrated, confused, and mentally broken, but there was still only one answer to the question, how do you feel? And that response was, I feel fine. I don't know when this procedure started in the Navy SEAL teams, but I do know it was there. It was in place long before I arrived. I also know this: the answer "I feel fine" eventually morphed into uh, eventually morphed into a response for any time you got asked how you were feeling, regardless of how you actually felt. Tired, worn down, starving, blisters, chafed, chafed hungry. None of that matters. The response is still "I feel fine." Uh, and you know what, when those, uh, when you said those words, you started to believe them. And when other people were in the same state 
as you, and they would hear you speak those words, they would think, well, I know he's been through the same thing that I've been through, but he still has a good attitude, so I guess I can too. So don't let yourself get down. Don't admit to yourself. Don't admit Don't admit it to your friends. Instead, tell them and tell yourself the only proper response is, I feel fine. Um, solutions over problems. So, um, I, <laughs> I was at the gym with my friend and we were, we were hitting legs. I know everyone thinks leg day is so hard, but anyway, because I did think leg day was hard this day and I felt like garbage and I was like, I feel like crap. And then he asked me again, he was like, do you feel better? And I just said, I feel fine. I feel fine. And I just told myself that enough, and I actually did start to feel better. And I've noticed that when I do feel crappy, and I tell myself, I feel fine, I feel fine, I feel fine, eventually you do start to believe it, (laughs) and it's true. And when you're saying, like, oh, I feel fine, it's not, you're not admitting the situation doesn't suck. Because the situation can definitely suck, but... It goes back to that stoic idea, I feel, where it's like, no, I get that it sucks, but I don't care because I control how I respond to the situation. I am in control. So, you know, it's... And the other thing is, when you can... When you learn to make that a habit where something hard happens to you and you tell yourself, this isn't that bad. This could be worse. You know, that pack on, you know, that weight I have on my pack is not that heavy. 10 miles is not that long. You know, 225 pounds is not that much. You know, 50 push-ups, I can do that. 100 push-ups, I could do that if you gave me long enough. You know, so I feel like that is one thing that I really, you know, I, I love that part of the book. And... I don't know. I just, I read that and I thought it was wonderful. So here I am talking about it and I feel like this is still loosely structured, but I'm doing this solo and it's the first time. I'm not making excuses. I'm just explaining this could be a lot better and I hope it does get better with time. So please bear with me. So number five, um, the page is called the time and he says the clock is ticking An old father, an old father time is cruel and unsparing. Time offers no forgiveness. It grants and pardons no one. It has no mercy. Time is ruthless. So what should you do? Get ruthless back. Um, Have no mercy on your time. Don't allow any slack. Don't let it slip by. Grab time by the throat and get what you want out of it. So I feel like you, you have to listen to his podcast because he will say things in the book, and the way he says them, you it makes you want to get up and run through a brick wall because it's just it's you know it that it's true, and you know that you can do a lot of things, and you understand your potential is so high, and I just I want you all to go I don't even know just go watch like one ten minute clip of his podcast any ten minute clip and. I almost guarantee you 
it will make you it will stir you up a little bit inside and you'll want to get up and go do something even if you're having a horrible day even if it sucks like your depression and your anxiety is kicking you in the teeth it will make you want to get up and be productive and i love that about these principles because when you know he's like time is ruthless get ruthless back don't allow another day to slip by you know a year ago today you'll wish you you you'll wish you had started today so understand yeah i have goals and you know your goals should scare you a little bit is and that's what chris bumstead has said he's like if your goals scare you that's good they should scare you a little bit because you should want something a lot better than what you have and you should be willing to chase it and you don't have all the time in the world you know if it, like one day you are going to die that is the reality you're going to die one day and whether or not you lived a life you feel proud of is a big deal to me at least i hope that when i'm on my deathbed i can look back and i can say you know what i could have done better but i did pretty dang good for with what i had so yeah i'm i'm proud of what i was able to achieve but the thing that horrifies me almost more than anything is having my last thoughts on this earth be i wish i had done more you know i wish i had done more for x y and z person or i wish i had done more to make you know my my kids life better i wish i had been a better husband i wish i had been a better you know business owner a better community member a better citizen a better congressman a better whatever you know so like get ruthless back with your time don't let it slip by i i want you to read the whole book cuz there i was sitting down and i was trying to pick I was like, I'm going to pick seven. I can only have seven. I'm going to pick seven. And I was flipping through all the pages. The book is 235 long pages long. And part one is probably, I don't know, a little less than half that. And almost every page, I was like, oh my gosh. I wish I could just come on here and, and read the book. Well, I, I mean, I guess I could. No one's stopping me. But I don't think very many people would listen. But it's, I promise, you will, even if it's already things you know, just seeing it printed on paper and knowing, oh, someone else thinks this. And, you know, a lot of people have read this book. And there are reviews on Amazon of people who read this book and it changed their life. It's, I don't know how to tell you more that it's such a good book. But... Moving on. Um, not moving on. We're sticking on time. So, I don't know. That's like the one thing The one thing you can control in your life is what you do with your time. Is who you hang out with. What you do. What you choose to do. What you choose to be passionate about. What you spend your time on is what you have control over. So, like, I don't know. Just value your time, please. <laughs> Uh, okay, I guess now we're moving on. Um, so this one is called The Darkness. So he says, uh, The sun doesn't shine every day. The storms will come. But there are times when the night... Uh, not but. There are times 
when the nights uh, will be long and dark, and you will be alone. There will be times when the darkness seems to consume everything, but don't let it consume you. Don't let it consume you. Even in the darkest times, even in the strongest storms, even when the sun is blotted out and the world is falling apart, the darkness cannot extinguish your light, you, your will, your determination. No matter how, uh, no matter what is happening, no matter how hard the fight is, as long as you keep fighting, you win. So, um, that was almost hard for me to read, because <laughs> that um, really sticks with me, but, um, you know, there's only defeat in surrender, and I just, uh, I love this book so much, um, but don't let it consume you, don't let it, don't let your life be degraded by an external force, you know, be, be the force, be the person, be the thing that drives your life, don't let, like, oh, I, you know, X, Y, and Z happened to me, so I can't do it, I can't make it because X, Y, and Z, and I'm, I'm not naturally fast, or I'm not naturally smart or strong, and I remember, you know, I have felt that way about things, uh, you know, playing on sports teams and having friends that, you know, have, you know, are better at, at certain things than me and being like, yeah, that sucks, <laughs> but I'm not going to let it consume me. Like I'm going to work hard. Like, yeah, I'm not naturally fast. I'm going to go, you know, do what I can to be fast. I'm going to sprint the hill. I'm going to I'm going to sprint. I'm going to do what it takes to be better at it. You know? Oh, he is stronger than me? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to try and every week I'm going to progressively overload. I'm going to go 5 pounds heavier next week or maybe the next week 10 or maybe 5 reps more. And I'm not going to let myself being bummed out dictate what I do because I you know, I'm going to fight through the darkness. I'm going to say no. I control this. This is my life. I dictate the terms here. I feel like I've said that, but that's like a huge takeaway I have from this book. So another one, another section is one called Default Aggressive. So this section is, is pretty long. Um, so this would be... Uh, yeah. So default aggressive, um, proactive and aggressive are similar and they are both good. You certainly have to be proactive in the world. Uh, you want to be dictating what happens and not responding to it. And yes, that means creating or controlling a situation as much as you can, but being aggressive, that means you are ready to go on the attack. Um, as I always point out, this doesn't mean you walk around with your chest puffed out, ready to bang heads with everyone around you. It doesn't mean you confront people physically 
uh, or mentally head on without a strategically superior plan. It doesn't mean you go straight forward uh, to conflict without without thought uh, and without reason. It doesn't mean you engage in attrition warfare. No. This is almost never smart. Uh, what it means is that you are going to get after it. You are going to move fast. You are going to think fast. You are going to outthink and outmaneuver your enemy. Um, if I think the enemy is going to attack me, I'm going to attack him first. If I think they are going to seize a piece of terrain, I'm going to be there waiting for them. If I think that they are going to flank me, too late. I'm already working on flanking them. I don't view aggression. I don't view aggression as an outward attitude. I view aggression as an internal character trait. Uh, a fire that is in your mind that says, I am going to win. I am going to battle, and I am going to fight, and I am going to use every tool in my arsenal to crush my enemy. That tool might be fists, that, uh, but it might be guile. Uh, if you don't know what guile means, it means like cunning. Um, it might be a frontal attack, but it might be a flanking maneuver. Um, it might be, I, he says it, it might be a lot. Um, it might be um, an undeniable display of force, but it also might be a, su uh, a subtle political maneuver. Um, and that is what aggression is to me. The unstoppable fighting spirit, the drive, the burning desire to achieve mission success using every tool, asset, strategy, uh, and tactic to bring victory. It is the will to win. Um, and that kind of internal relentlessness, aggression, needs to be your default mode. You will win. Um, this <laughs> this portion reminds me a lot of like the, the Cobra Kai motto, like, strike first, strike hard, no mercy. But it's... Like, it's true. Um, you know, when you're default aggressive, it's you don't wait for things to happen to you. You are the aggressor. You move things forward. So, you know, if you... What's an example? If, if you want to get a better job, you don't sit around and wait for a, 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 a position to open up at a place you want to work. That's a better job. You go out, you build your resume, you work hard at your job, and you earn the respect of your superiors and of your, you know, coworkers, and you get good references, and you go and you get educated, and you learn a lot about the, you know, what it's going to take to be successful in that career field. You don't wait, and you're not like, well, you know, one day the NFL is going to call, and it's going to be awesome. You go out and you go to the gym and you say, no, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to get scouts, you know, looking at me for, you know, because I want to be the best blank position in the NFL. You know, I'm not going to settle for just making it. I don't want to just make the cut. I want to be well above what the expectations are. So I love that portion, default aggressive. Um, I also, I love where it says... Um, and that is what aggression is to me. The unstoppable fighting spirit. 
the drive and burning desire to achieve mission success using every possible tool, asset, strategy, and tactic uh, to bring about victory. You know, I think that that's a good, that's a, a lot better way of putting it because I feel like when people say someone is aggressive, it often has a negative connotation. Um, because sometimes it is a negative thing when people are aggressive because it means they're rude. But, you know, you can be default aggressive and when you meet someone, you're like, no, I'm going to be nice to this person. I am going to, you know, I'm going to help them out so that they will be willing to help me or I'm going to help them out just because it's the right thing to do. But aggressive, again, where he says, you know, being default aggressive doesn't mean you walk around with your chest puffed out waiting to, you know, knock heads with everyone around you. It just means you are, you know, you make the assertive choice. The, you take the step to do what you want to do to be successful. So, default aggressive. Uh, and then this is the second to last one. This is number five. No, this is number six. Um, nature or nurture. Uh, which is more important, nature or nurture? In my opinion, neither. I have seen people uh, from every stratum uh, in the military. I worked with every type of person. Ivy League kids with silver spoons, former gangbangers, hood rats, uh, prep school kids, kids from blue-collar families, kids from strong families, kids with no families, kids who were pampered, and kids who were abused, and everything in between. Everything. And with all those different types of people, there were good and bad, successful and unsuccessful. And in working with business, I see the same thing. People of every walk of life, from the bottom to the top, I have seen every type of person be successful. So to me, it is not about nature or nurture, it is about choice. The people who are successful decide they are going to be successful. They make that choice. Um, and they make uh, uh sorry and they make other choices they decide to study hard they decide to go to work and to work hard they decide to be the first person to go to work and the last to go home they decide that they are going to take the hard jobs that they are going to take on challenges they decide that they are going to lead when no one else will they choose who they are and who they are going to hang around um, and they choose who they will emulate uh, they choose to become who they want to become. They aren't inhibited by nature or nurture. They overcome both. And I will tell you something else. It is never too late. It is never too late to make that choice. You are never too old to decide where you are going to focus your efforts and push to make the most out of every situation. So, think not about how you've been through, about what you've been through, and where you were. Um, this is one, this is another thing that my dad, uh, told me, <laughs> um, when my parents got divorced, I got really, really jaded and I was like, love isn't real. I was like, people don't really love each other. It's fake. I was like, it's not a thing. And probably until I was like, 12 years old, I would say, like, that was my philosophy, and my dad told me, 
he said, you don't have to be like, you know, he's like, you, your, your future doesn't have to be how my life is. He was like, you can have a, a successful marriage. You can have a happy life. You can do what you want. Not that my dad doesn't have a happy life, but, um, you can do what you want to do. And he, my father often gets frustrated with me because he wants me to do more than I, than I do. And it's because he cares. And I feel like this is a lot like that, where it's like, no, you can do whatever you want to do. Um, my favorite paragraph in this, well, there's two that I love and it's where he says, the people who are successful decide they're going to be successful. They make that choice. Um, and that's really what it is, is you decide like, nope, today, today I'm going to, I'm going to work hard. And I'm going to study hard and I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to hit it hard or I'm going to, you know, whatever I'm doing, I'm going to do it to the best of my capability and to the best of my knowledge. And I'm going to exercise as much of my capability as I can every single day. Um, and I, I just think that this is really, really true where you know, nature or nurture, this part especially, I know I've talked about it in the, in the in a lot of the past parts, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you have come from. It doesn't matter what your past looks like. You can still be a happy person and you can still succeed. And I know that's easy for me to say when I, like, I've never been homeless. I've never been addicted to drugs. But, you know, I, when I look at my life, I think it was, it was, I think my life could have been a lot more difficult than it has been thus far, and I'm glad for that. But I definitely think there are, there are things in my life that have been hard and that I I wish I wouldn't have had to go through, but I went through them. And I'm glad that they happened to me because now I have a pers- I have new perspective where I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> you know, I'm not making that mistake again. The next time, I'm going to prepare and I'm going to put myself, I'm going to set myself up in a position to succeed. I'm not going to start behind and try and work my way forward. I'm going to, you know, start from ground one and say, no, this is how I do things now. And I'm going to set myself up to be successful. So, um, number seven, part seven. This is at the very, this is the last page of the book, I believe. Let me double check because I have the book right here with me. Um, so yes, the last page of the book says, um, at the top it says do. And it says, don't just read the book. Don't just listen to the podcast. Don't just watch the videos online. Don't just take notes. Don't just study them. Don't just share them with your friends. Don't just plan. Don't just mark your calendar. Don't just get motivated. Don't just talk. Don't just think. Don't just dream. No, none of that matters. The only thing that matters is that you actually do. So do. And that is super true. <laughs> it doesn't matter uh, how many times 
I read this book or how many times I listen to his podcast or how many times, you know, and this is true in any, in any strat of life. It doesn't matter how much you plan for something. If you never actually execute your plan, it, de- it never helped you because <laughs> you never did anything. So, you know, I wanted to, I will admit I'm nervous recording this because I'm worried it's going to suck. I'm worried that the audio is going to be absolutely horrible because that's what it was last time. And I feel like that's part of the reason I never started is because I released it and I was embarrassed. I was like, oh my gosh, how could I release something that sounded so horrible? But at a certain point, you know, and I, I wrote down, I have an outline of what I'm going to say or talk about. And at, at a certain point, I was like, I, well, I, if I want this to happen, at some point I have to press record. I have to press go. I have to take some step forward into doing what I want. And that is really important. And it doesn't matter, you know, like, it doesn't matter how many times you, I don't even know. It, it just, you have to be able to execute what you want to do. Because that is what it ultimately boils down to, is did you actually do it? You know, you said you wanted to do X, Y, and Z thing. Did you do it? Like, did you, did you chase it? Did you really give it all you have? Did you, on, honestly, at the end of the day, can you sit down or, you know, can you go lay down in your bed and can you say, yeah, today I gave everything. I gave 110% and I tried to kick X, Y, and Z problem in the teeth and I tried to win and, you know what, today I couldn't do it. If every day you can honestly say that, you can honestly say that you gave it 110% and you tried to kick life in the teeth and you did everything in your power and you used every tool, resource, strategy, tactic available to you to achieve what you wanted to achieve, then good. But if you didn't, then I'm going to be honest, you don't really have a place to say, you know, to be sad. If you didn't do everything in your power to achieve your goal, you don't have a reason to not achieve it. Like, you don't have a reason to, well, you have a reason to not achieve it. You didn't do anything to work towards it. You don't have a reason to be sad because you didn't do anything. You know, don't, don't be sad when you don't get the results you didn't work for. If you want a 4.0, I'm, I know in college, this is like a lot more difficult, but you know, do what it actually takes, do what it takes. And I don't know. I, I wish when I was younger, I really wish. I know that, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16-year-old me wouldn't have listened to me from the future. But I really wish I could go back even just like three or four years and say, dude, this is what you need to start doing today. And I know it might seem stupid, whatever, but you need to do it and you need to really give your heart pour your heart and soul into it because you will be glad you did it i i i don't know i don't even know what i would give to be able to just go back like maybe i i don't even know a year 6 months you know 3 months what i would give to go back and tell myself what i know now because you learn a, a lot 
when you, you know, in just a year, you learn so much about yourself, about your friends, about your family, and I don't know, this is, this is all just one huge ramble that doesn't make sense anymore, but, um, I think it's, he very intentionally put that on the last page, uh, because if I, and I, this is, that's why it's my favorite thing about the book, because if I can leave you with one thing, it's going to be to actually do, you know, if you have a plan, that's great, that's awesome, I'm glad you have a plan, and you know what you want to do, but you need to actually execute it, because if you don't, nothing's going, nothing is going to come of that plan, it doesn't matter how many times you write the first draft of that book you want to write, or how many times, you know, you sit down, and you write the outline for the podcast you want to talk about for 40 minutes, and, you know, if you never press go, if you never press start, if you never actually do anything, nothing will happen. You have to do things that you want to do if they're going to get done. And I know that sounds so stupid. You're probably sitting there, why, John, are you saying that so many times? That makes sense. If you want to do the things you want to do, you actually have to do them. But I feel like there's a reason that he wrote a whole book about it. (laughs) And that's because people don't have that realization. So that is the, the first part of the book. So the second part of the book, um, he gives advice about, uh, working out diet, uh, like diet decisions that he makes and why he chooses them. Um, he talks about martial arts. Um, but yeah, I, I don't want to get into part two cause it's not really like, I don't know. It's more just like information you could look up on your own, honestly. But the the first part is like his thoughts about things. But anyway, so um, closing out, um, I would really encourage that you read this book, because um, I just gave you seven of whatevers, and I don't know if you found it beneficial at all. But if you did, um, this book is really worth reading, and. I, I just, I can't tell you enough. Like, I I just finished this book. I haven't been reading it since, like, November. I've only, I think I started it. I started it three weeks ago. I finished it that day. And I've just been, I've been sitting on a lot of the concepts. And, um, it's, like, every day I think about it. And I'm like, yeah, that's so true. And I, w- I hope that you guys read it and that you love it and that it helps you at least change your perspective maybe on like a life or a problem that you're having. Because maybe you're in a dark place and maybe you flip to that page that says the darkness and you are like, yeah, I can do that. I cannot let it consume me. I can, I can change my own life. You know, or maybe you are, you're stressed out and you feel like, I don't know what to do. I don't have enough time. I don't know what to do with my time. I don't know where to put my time. And you read that page about time. And, you know, you realize, oh, if I'm going to be successful with my time, I need to prioritize the things I have to do and I have to execute it. And maybe that, just that one page of the book changes, you know, a a three-month slump you've been having. So, the book, 
Discipline Equals Freedom by Jocko Willink. Phenomenal book. Um, if you've made it this far in the podcast, thank you. Uh, I really appreciate it. I know that it might, um, the audio quality might not be the greatest, and I'm, I'm working on it. Um, it should improve shortly. Um, but yeah, I'm just, we're starting out. So thank you for bearing with me, but yeah. Um, stupid prizes episode one revised. Good night.